Oh god, I hate coming down here. Oh goodness, having to wait in, in, in line, just, you know, there's never enough staff. Just the endless bureaucracy. I mean, at least we've been a few times now. We know to fill in the forms, we know which film forms to fill, we know which desk to go to. Exactly, but there's no guarantee they won't have just changed everything over and we won't have to do different things this time. Just Bureaucracy is a nightmare. Hello, welcome to the open office. How can we help you today? Um, yeah, we need to apply for a cold open for our, for our podcast. Name of podcast, uh, Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Hello, have you got the form? Yeah, it's here. Very well approved. We can have a cold open. This is just a whole bit about how we come down this office. Yeah, living cutbacks. Fine. Hear music. Hear music. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies chat about our weeks, do some skits, do some voices, have a giggle, have a catch up, all them sort of things. Oh, yeah. How are you doing this week, Jane? Um, yeah, still quite squidgy. Still quite squidgy? Still quite squidgy. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. I, I, was, I was very sleepy for a couple of days. I had a very sleepy couple of days, but I have recovered, and I'm now, now I'm less, like, physically sleepy and more emotionally sleepy, you know, as these things be. Have a precious hug. Oh, thank you very much. I hope it makes you feel better. Thank you very much, dear. It's okay. Well, there's been some time this week I haven't been sleeping, and that's the time I've been doing things. That, that, wow, that is quite, quite a (laughs) segue. Yeah, indeed. You know, one of the things I did while not being sleepy this week was... Did you play some video games? I did play some video games. Should we talk about what we've played this week? Um, I think you should start, because you probably have more things than I I've not played a lot this week. Um, I started playing through Devil May Cry 5. That's, that's a very, that's a very polished video game. How is the dunk? Uh, it's, it's really enjoyable to play minute to minute. It's, um, it's a character action game, so it's one of those kind of like Bayonetta type ones where it's like lots of big flashy attacks, try and get your nice score ranking at the end if you did one. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be honest, I don't know a huge amount about Devil May Cry lore. There was a guy called Dante, he fought some demons. There was a different guy, he's called Nero, he fought some demons. Now there's a third guy, he's called V, he fights the demons, we don't really know what his deal is. Go fight some demons. So Dante's the guy with the red coat and the blo- and the white hair, right? Who was later um, the red coat and the black hair. Yeah, 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 Dunk. yeah. Yeah, now he looks kind of like a middle-aged man with slightly long silvery hair, but same guy still. He's, he's like probably what you picture when you picture like, oh yeah, Devil May Cry as a series. That was the, the protagonist. And then you've got Nero, who's like short-haired, young, like, oh, I'm going to do quips and be all trendy and cool for the youth. Is that a reference to the Emperor? I, I honestly don't know. Because I'm guessing the whole Dante and, and Virgil thing is... Um, yes, yes. Uh, the Divine Comedy. Yes, there is definitely a lot of stuff lifted from there. And then we have this new character called V, who's like an emo with a cane, who attacks by getting like a demon, panther, and bird to attack for him. Cool. Well, he just stands at a distance reading poetry. Okay. I didn't think he'd be fun to play. He's been my favourite character to play as. Awesome. And can um, you switch on the fly? Uh, yeah, it's so basically like... For this new character V, like, you can do, like, your sort of strong attacks, or you can use the, these animals to, like, get you out of the way and do mm-hmm. all sorts of manoeuvring things. 
But to finish off, you have to get in close and the person has to use their cane to, like, kill... Like, do the the final blow to creatures. Oh. But he's very weak and slow and not very good, so... Oh, no. You're sort of relying on these, like, crowd control, controlling these different creatures, and then you come in to get the last hit in. Okay. It's a but, really interesting little system. No, I meant with regards to which player's character you are. Cause you're oh, yes, sorry. Between levels, or...? or uh, um, most levels have a specific character, and it'll be like, this okay. level is this character... Um, occasionally you'll have a choice and you might have like half the level be different depending on who you picked to play as and then you sort of end up at the same point anyway. Cool. Um, yeah, if you enjoy just very flashy, like way too many moves at your disposal, I just want to do things that look really cool and beat up some demons. It's a very good game for that. Yeah, I've seen that there is a lot of moves available. Yeah, no, like I, I, hmm. I have been playing a lot of this game, and I still don't have, like, half the move set, and I'm just like, there's so many moves! Do you want them? Yeah, they all look really cool! Okay. I want all these moves! And have you felt in any way compelled to involve, in, engage with any of the microtransactions? Not in the slightest. Nice. Um, so, here's, here's the thing, there is a microtransaction economy, you can buy these things called red orbs that are your, like, buy extra moves currency, but you can get them in-game anyway, and the whole point is you're supposed to replay levels, get better, improve your rankings. You'll get enough red orbs that, like, every every mission I have enough money to buy, like, a couple of extra moves and some items, and, like, I never feel like I finish a level and can't get myself something cool new for my character. Hmm. So I see no point to engage with the microtransactions. Okay. Is, is so a, you'd agree with Jim that it's there just because? It's there just because. It oh seems dear. entirely pointless for it to be there. But yeah, Devil May Cry 5. That's a very fun game. Half the time I have no idea what's going on, but I don't care because I'm going to beat demons up and it's very cool. Oh. What have you been playing? I finally finished Just Cause 3 this morning. How are you feeling now? You finished it. Ah, it was fun. I, I, I blew things up. I, I took down a, a brutal dictator. Um, in one hit. <laughs> no, nice. I tried it once, and I tried to do the shooty bang bang on on their sort of funky shielded helicopter thing, and I did not do very well at that. So the second time I went in, and I went, I will attach a tether to you, and then the tether to the ground because we were fighting in a volcano. <laughs> and then I would just pull the tether because at that point I'd managed to upgrade my tethers to the strongest they could possibly be, <laughs> and it just went ding ding dead. I was like, oh, okay. Hooray! Watch outro, shoot dictator, skip credits. Oh, it's that scene from the 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 preload thing where he's sitting on the beach. Oh, I see. That's that's the end of the game, because he said just before the final mission he was going to go and sit on a beach and have a drink. Are you glad you put your time into it? Yeah, it was a fun fifty or so hours for very little money. Yeah. So pound for pound that I put into it. Uh, I, I would say that's uh, yeah, uh, that was yeah. A, a good sort of value, cost value there. Didn't buy any of the DLC. Don't care. Yeah, I, I was one collectible away from having all of the collectibles, but by the time I'd beat the boss, I was just like, no, don't care, done now, bye. <laughs> um, and by the end of that game, you were just fucking flying around that island, like you, you had superpowers essentially. It, it was fun when you start to get a proper feel for the like. The tether and then the sling suit and pulling yourself in and stuff. Yeah, because you can get like a really nice thing going. Uh, um, the only real thing is the like the very last island you fight on or or, or like a questing around is very tree and yeah. very mountainous, and yes. you can't really slingshot yourself on the um, wingsuit 
through trees. Yeah. Because you will just hit trees. And this is presumably because they want to have some control over the pacing of the last section of the game. <laughs> so you don't just like, oop, flute to the end, boss done. Um, I have barely played Just Cause 1. I yeah. suspect because of the way the plot is sort of talking that that is where Just Cause 1 is set. Ah. And that's why there's all these burned out villages and stuff and like abandoned okay. facilities. That would make some sense. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's sort of what's happened there. But yeah, you finished off your just cause. Finished it, yeah, quite happy with it. I had fun. That's yeah. really the important thing with a video game. Y- you'd certainly seem to be having fun with it. So heck knows what do next. <laughs> mm, what about you? What you play? Uh, very little else. Um... <laughs> Uh, I finally beat Sans in Undertale yeah! on, on the Switch version, so I've now completed hard mode, pacifist, and, de- and uh, genocide, Ooh. so that's out of the way on Switch. I will soon start on playing um, <laughs> Deltarune, because I will go through and will fight the, the very difficult boss in that, the the, uh, the optional one. Uh, have you played much else? Uh, I played one other thing. Okay. Thanks to it being free in the Epic Games oh, Store. Oh, yes! I played that Slime Rancher. Yeah, how long did you get on with that? It looks a lot more fun when I was watching people stream it. So, Like two years ago, three the, years ago, the, the thing, years ago. The thing I found playing Slime Rancher was like, it's the kind of game that I enjoyed playing while listening to a podcast. It wasn't a game yeah. that I wanted to be 100% focused on at any time. I mean, I was streaming it, so if you want to see me play, you can see me play. But I spent, like, the first ten minutes going, these are the things that I've seen the streamers do. Um, what am I doing now? <laughs> yeah. How, how does any of this work? None of this. Like, it's not clearly explained how you get the keys, but you keep bumping into these key doors. Yeah, it's... It's a... it's The intention seems to be, here is a mysterious set of mechanics, experiment with it, learn, like... Very experimenty, yeah. <laughs> you will need to it's play with the wiki, wiki game, yeah. yeah. We we were definitely looking up the wiki to be like, okay, how do we do that again? I don't remember. Oh, okay, go find do? that thing. What does this do? And and finding the upgrade thing. Where is the upgrade thing? What ah, do right here. <laughs> um, like the fact that it's not clearly m- made completely clear that your those things are daily missions. Yeah. So you go to the thing, you click on the thing. It's like, oh, I'll start popping some things in here. Oh. All that progress is lost and I've wasted a bunch of stuff because I put it into this thing, not knowing that that was going to be... Yeah. It's a game okay. that's maybe worth, like, look up some beginner tips and have a wiki open before you start. Mm. Less uh, than ideal. Um, yeah, it's, it was colourful. It was free, which was nice. Yeah. Um, maybe at some point I will have a look, but, like, I really didn't feel like anything had changed since the, like, early betas. I honestly don't know. I've not played enough of it. What about you? You got any other games? I've only got two other very quick things to Ooh. mention. Um, Tetris 99. I've continued playing that. They're currently doing a tournament where, mm. like, if you can win first place in a match of Tetris 99, you get entered into a thing. And I think it's the, the 999 people who get the most wins in Tetris 99 uh, for their region during this, like, couple of weeks that they're doing a thing mm-hmm. will win £9.99 in free eShop credit. Cool. And it's not a thing they're charging people to take part in. It's just, hey, you cool. might win some free eShop credit if you play some Tetris 99. eShop credit, good. Yeah. I I still have not won a game of Tetris 99, but that was a nice gesture to be like, it probably cost yeah. Nintendo very little to do that. And it's like, probably. there you go, there's 
here's the thing. Yeah, it's getting people to go, hey, here's here's a free reason to try winning some money in a game that you didn't have to pay for. See if you can win your uh, annual subscription to the (laughs) online services back. The only other thing I've been doing is I've been back to my shiny hunting grind in Pokemon. I'm really glad you've got back into the the Pokedid Mons. Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, As of recording this, I think I'm up to 113 out of 152. Uh, not counting a low. Right? Uh, well, Mew is. It would be 153. Mew's currently not available in Shiny in any particular method. Okay. So I've put her on the spreadsheet. I've put Mew on the spreadsheet just because it feels like at some point they're going to make Mew available through okay. like Mystery Gift or something. But okay. um, but you've got Meltan and Melmetal. Yeah, I've got Meltan, Melmetal. Um, Sometime the day that we're recording this, um, I should be getting my Articuno, which will mean I'll have shinies of all three legendary birds. It'll just be Mewtwo left for me to deal with. Um, I thought the legendaries were going to be my big problem, and I am coming up on three quarters of the way through the legendaries. So Sounds I'm like d- you had bigger problems with the Ditto. Oh, finally got my blue Ditto. <laughs> Took me forever, but I got there. I'm super um, glad. So yeah, I'm just continuing to plug away at that. One of these days, I will get that. Um, I think it's 152 currently available, plus a Lowland Shinies, which is going to be its whole own other deal, but we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Basically, there are trainers in-game that you can trade them a non-Alolan version of a Pokemon for an Alolan version. You do still have a chance of them trading you a shiny Alolan one, so the method is... Go catch a bunch of the non-Alolan Pokemon, and then just trade them over and over and over and over and over to that NPC. And if none of them is shiny, reset the game to your last save, trade them all over again, because it redoes the shiny rolls. Holy hand grenades. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of trading with NPCs and hoping a shiny pops up. Wow. Yeah, that's gonna be... that's, That's like the end game. That's... I will engage with that once I have the 152. We'll see. I think that's everything I've played this week. Well then, time for this. Do you find that with all those jobs you've got to get done in a day, you don't have time for the things you love anymore? I really don't. There's so much adult responsibility these days. Do you wish that all of those hobby-based activities that you used to find time to squeeze into your routine could still get done? Please, I was so getting into sweary cross-stitch. Well, have you tried Hire a Hobbyist? What's that? Well, if you want to keep up with your activity and still be able to show people, look, I still do this fun activity, but you don't have the time, pay someone else to do it for you. (sighs) I can pay someone to go to those evening classes I started attending. Exactly. You won't miss out on attendance and you won't get in trouble because someone was there for you. How does it work? Well... You pay someone, and they will attend an activity for you, or do an activity in your own home, and any of the material creations made will be handed to you. Then, you can show your friends and family, and pretend that you haven't slacked on your hobby. Why, Marjorie, your woodworking classes are going excellently. This is the most amazing duck. Yes, and I definitely haven't been there too busy to go. So, try hire a hobbyist today. Hello, and welcome to another public service announcement. This week, drink some water. Your body is made up of primarily, you guessed it, water. As such, you require it to live. It is very important to make sure that you stay properly hydrated. 
And we're not just talking about fizzy sugary drinks. No, drink some actual water every now and then. Indeed, avoid caffeine. Too much caffeine can be very bad for you. Not being properly hydrated can be quite bad for your skin. So, if you have access to clean drinking water, please be sure to drink some water. If you feel thirsty, drink some water. It's as simple as that. Indeed. More water, please. Mmm, I should enjoy some tasty water now. Mmm, refreshing. And definitely water. Not cake. <laughs> So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Well, we watched a thing together at the cinema this week. We did. Uh, we went and saw that Captain Marvel. It was marvellous. Yeah. Ha ha ha. I want to stay relatively spoiler free because it's still a pretty new film out. But I will say I, I very much enjoyed the humour. Yeah. That had a very good soundtrack. Yeah. I enjoyed the sort of... 90s, slightly Riot girl punk aesthetic that it occasionally had going on. It was mm. quite nice. Yeah. And I think that this film dealt with some some very timely things. True. Uh, I very much like this particular superhero's arc that she has. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to know sort of where they can go now. Like, without spoiling anything, like... Captain Marvel is essentially the Marvel Universe's Superman. Yeah, so, yeah. And Superman's boring as fuck. I'm sorry yeah. if you like him, but, like, he's just OP. Well, no the, Superman. Here's the thing. Um, from what I'm aware of Captain Marvel's stories, they tend to be a bit better than Superman at not just getting into the problem of you have all the powers and can do everything, therefore your stories are a bit boring. Mm. Um... Captain Marvel's stories, from what I've seen, tend to be better at, okay, you have all of the superpowers, but here's a problem that you can't just punch your way through. And that's what I'm interested to see, is like, what's a problem that you can't just magic punch through? Okay. What do you banner rather than hulking? Yeah, exactly. Like, I've brought this one up before, but like, my favourite... In the, in the Superman comics, one of my favourite like stories is is one that deals with Superman trying to talk someone down off of a bridge who's gonna who's gonna kill themselves, and there's this really interesting conversation that's had in that Superman comic where he's basically like, I could just pick you up and fly you down, but I know that's not gonna fix this problem because the second I'm the second I'm gone, you're just gonna get back up here, so let's just sit and chat, and it's just a really nice like. The, those are the stories I find interesting with mm. heroes this powerful is, yeah, you could use your powers, but that doesn't fix the problem. Mm. Be be a relatable person for a minute. That's what you need Squirrel Girl for. Exactly. And Ms. Marvel. Can we please get a Ms. Marvel movie now? Yeah, let's let's get Ms. Marvel with the uh, Camilla Khan. Let's yeah. get some Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Let's get some of these good female more female heroes in now that more non-white players as well. Indeed. Now, now that we've shown, like, okay, we can have we no, Marvel. You've seen that you can have non-white heroes and non-male heroes, and your films will still sell well. Please do all of the interesting characters you have that you haven't done yet. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I some non-binary heroes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I very much enjoyed Captain Marvel. Yeah, 
Um, I'm very hyped to see more of that character in like five weeks yeah. when Endgame happens. Yeah. Um, also, awesome cat. Awesome cat. That cat is great. I all, like... ca- all cats are good, but I, I particularly yeah. like Goose. I like don't, that. Don't know why the name changed, but like Goose. Yeah. I, I like that Sam Jackson got to be a bit funny and have more personality. And as... just, I am grumpy, organizer guy. Yeah, it was nice to see that. Um, I would really recommend if people are okay with a, with mild spoilers. I really enjoyed uh, Courtney Enlow's write up about the film on Sci-Fi Fangirls. Mm-hmm. Um, very very apt write up about what makes that. film film feels so important right now mm. so yeah Ooh. what about you what have you watched not a lot really we watched some things together we watched that um preacher season three we finally started oh yeah oh that's that that's a bit continu- more gory than it has been it continues to go places it continues to escalate quite dramatically yeah i'm and, and the thing that i brought up the other day is i am so surprised this doesn't seem to have got bigger and more public backlash from the christian community um yeah no like i i i i don't think it is necessarily a huge spoiler to say any show which portrays god god incarnate the one the one christian god as being at the very least into some kink stuff i am surprised did not ruffle more feathers yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I am amazed that like the church didn't get pissed off at this. But, you know the 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 way angels have been perceived in yeah. this. Uh, I think there's a there's a lot that Christianity. There's... The way Jesus was perceived oh, in, in oh, that, that well, one episode. Not not Jesus, but um, the the current next in line as Messiah. Yeah. Also, well, I well, mean that's that's that. I think that's reasonable. I think they give a reasonable excuse for why that. That. Oh no, they give a reasonable excuse, but I still am surprised that that didn't ruffle the Maybe it hasn't, we just haven't heard about maybe, it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it ruffled feathers like when the comic happened or something and it just maybe. wasn't on our radar, but maybe. like... I'd be interested to read the comic and see like, what liberties they say in the I, I would like to do that at some Ooh. point. Uh, so, other things we watched. I finished watching all the currently available episodes of One Day at a Time. That show is really fucking good, and I just want to rewatch it from the start already because it's so good. Nice. I I that that show has not been renewed for a season four yet, so it. I would go as high as to say it's currently one of my top three like things you can watch on Netflix. Wow. Like the top three things for me on Netflix right now are. The Good Place, mm-hmm. uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and One Day at a Time. And I'm cool. like, it, it is right up there. Please go watch this and then shout about how much you like it so that, like, they will give it a fourth season. Mm. Uh, what about you? That's it. That's pretty much all I watched. Uh, okay. Well, the only other thing I watched is I watched the pilot episode of a show called Jane the Virgin. I'm sure you're not. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, dear. Um... So this is one that I'd seen recommended. Netflix recommended it going, oh, you enjoyed one day at a time. You binged three seasons of it in like four days. Uh, how about you try this? Um, so this is this is one of those like slightly drama-y sitcoms where it's got like a, a bit of a drama pacing, but there is humour baked into it. Mm-hmm. The, the general concept is um, a Latina woman... Go, who has been like hyper Christian has like you know you know the um 
Oh, if you crush a rose, you can never make it beautiful again. That's your virginity. That that sort of Ew. that sort of creepy family dynamic, heavy religious stuff going on. And she's basically like made it to her mid to late twenties, just like completely never had sex. Just like no, no, no. I will be pure. I will. I. I, I will. Everything will be fine. And through a series of accidental hijinks, she ends up getting accidentally artificially inseminated when she was meant to be having a pap smear. Oh. Um, okay. That's... Yes, so the the there's a long convoluted string of things that go wrong, but basically, like, both her and her doctor are incredibly tired for reasons. She's asleep in the doctor's waiting room, and the doctor has picked up the wrong chart because she's very sleepy, and oops, before she realises, uh, oh no, I, I did the wrong thing I inside. I a baby up. I accidentally stuck a baby up you. And it's... It's basically, like, initially her being like, it's like, oh, okay, you're pregnant. She's like, no, 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 you're wrong, no. Uh, and it's just a sort of long-formy, slightly drama-y comedy about this situation she's ended up in, of like, oh, I am now pregnant with someone's child. Um, what do? How, 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 what do? I've not watched beyond the end of the first episode. The first episode had some interesting character dynamics set up. I'm curious if it's got any legs. It's not, like, grabbed me and gone, I have to keep watching this in the way that, like, some shows recently have. But it was an interesting premise that I will try another couple of episodes of, maybe. That sounds terrifyingly invasive. But, um, yeah, um... I guess content warning for that. But, yeah, maybe. it it is a thing where it's like, that's... I don't know where the comedy... Because I've only seen the pilot, it's very tough to read right now where the source of humour is going to be, and I don't know how to read that yet. So Hmm. I've watched a pilot. I found it a fairly amusing watch. We will see what happens with it. Uh, I think that's everything I've watched this week. Well then. Sponsor! Oh, we got a new sponsor! Who's our new sponsor? Our new sponsor is the next episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Oh, goodness, what episode is that? 59. Oh, goodness, Quips 59 is sponsoring us. Quips 59 is sponsoring Quips 58. That was really nice of Future Us, wasn't it? Yeah, tell us about what Future Us had to, you know, to tell us about the, the next episode of Quips. So basically, Queer and Pleasant Strangers is a podcast. Yeah. Um, They are two queer trans ladies who talk about their weeks. They talk about um their the things they've... Uh, played and watched and listened to, yeah, and and just generally have a bit of a laugh and and tell tell silly stories and make up stories and uh, and do skits and, and just generally fuck about. And I have it here in the notes that next episode of Quips will not be a great departure from that. It will it will maintain the same basic structure I and continue so. to be an episode of Quips. Indeed, uh, they, they they are not planning to radically redesign the show next week. No, not not as far as I'm aware. Indeed, which is jolly nice of them. Yeah. Um, so if you want ten percent off of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, uh, head over to StoneMonkeyRadio.blog and and click the microphone. Future us. What were you thinking? It's a free show. How do we give them ten percent off a free show? Maybe we'll make it 10% shorter? That's Queer and Pleasant Strangers 59. Just head over to StoneMonkeyRadio.blog and enter the code Q and PS58. Temporal issues. My brain, my brain hurts and I feel like I'm fading out of time. Does that mean if this episode bombs, this becomes a time paradox? 
oh gosh, if this is the end of the show, because no, like everyone hates it after this episode. The yeah. Episode 59 never happens, and we never get sponsored by it. Well, if we cause the end of the universe by not making next week's episode, you'll know what happened. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi, 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 um... Yeah, so, uh, what's all this about? So, so, um, you know, you know, recently we've been talking more and more often about how we can, you know, streamline the process of, you know, making very little actual game and selling it again for money. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I've been, I've been, I've been thinking a little bit about this. You know, you know, a while ago we thought we'd hit the gold mine. We released that game where it was basically just creation tools and people had to make their own levels, you know, for the, the, the little plumber to do their platforming on. Yeah, yeah, but people didn't like it because of the lack of, like, inclines or something. Yeah, 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 no. So we, we sold them, like, basically, make your own video games, do the work for us, and we sold them that. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's my new idea. Here's my new idea. Sure. We sure. sell them that again. Right. But we just, like, give them... Like, three or four more tools that we already have in studio. Inclines? Yeah, like, like, slopes. Sure. Like, slopes are no extra work. Like, we, we already make slopes in our, in, in that game ourselves. Yeah. We just didn't let them do it. So, what, what if we make a sequel to the game where we made everyone make their own game, where they continue to make their own game? Wow. 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 I mean, that's, that's, that, that is fucking genius. Indeed. And, like, obviously, we're not going to let them use any of the content from the first time they made no, all their own oh games. God, we're going to no. make them make them our own games again, because then yeah. it feels like new content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, how are we going to... How are these people going to be able to, like, talk and distribute their, their games? Uh, their levels, I, I haven't decided, but with great difficulty. Yeah, there's not going to be some kind of online community. <laughs> <laughs> ah, making it easier for them to share their content with each other. That would mean less having to make their own games. <laughs> Of course, of course. So, uh, separate them all out, and then, then they'll just all have to keep making things for ages, and then maybe in a couple of years we can stick it all together again with, I don't know, like an extra enemy? Yeah, and like, you know, just bundle some of the best fan-made levels together and go, hey, look, people made this, it's more content. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll assume that we'll have, like, within our, uh, like, our, our ULA or something that, uh, there's a whole thing where, like, the levels remain property of us... Even though, like, uh, it's just the creative work of, of you know, just the, the cash monkeys. Um, customers. customers. That's the that was that's it. The yeah, I always forget that one. Yeah. I have it written down on my hand just so I remember. Handy, handy. Nice, nice. Well, I think we're on to something. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, let's uh, get that into action. So. Huh. What has crept its way into your ears? Into your brain by means of vibration transformation to sound. Not a huge amount. It's been a really quiet week this week. <laughs> quiet week. <laughs> uh, it's it's been it's been a week this week, but um I went back and started re-listening to some of season three of Dice Funk again, which yeah. feels really vain to re-listen multiple times to a thing that I am on. I I just, mean, it, you're not the only one on it, and it was a good narrative. Yeah, I forgot how much I enjoyed like the pacing of that particular um, D&D arc we did, and I've been listening back to it, trying to make notes for like, okay, this, what made, what made this long-running campaign work so well? 
Because hmm. Austin did a really good job with that campaign, and I've just been listening back going, yeah, what can I learn from it? Uh, what about you? Um, I listened to a bunch of Big Finish Doctor Who stuff, and oh, a yes. big, bunch of Big Finish Dalek stuff. You might think the two are related, and they kind of are. Um, so the first one I listened to was um, Big Finish... Uh, it was the, their seventh ever release Ooh. Mm. Um, called The Genocide Machine. And it's about a, a library that's supposed to hold all the wonders of the universe. Um, it's the seventh Doctor. So um, Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldred as Ace. Always the best companion. Because nobody else hits... Um, nobody else hits Daleks with a, a baseball bat and gets away <laughs> with it. Or, or takes out um, Cybermen with a slingshot. Ace is the best. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's all about the very interesting storage methods and Daleks. <laughs> uh, so the next one I listened to was the Apocalypse Element, also a Dalek story. Um, so there's a, an issue when the planet Architrix is threatened by the a, a Dalek assault squad. And the Doctor and Evelyn. So this is Colin Baker, which I believe is six. I'm not good at remembering what order the orders the Doctors are. Yeah, I can't remember the order either. <laughs> um. Uh, so they become embroiled in an ever deepening, deepening mystery, and it's got Romana in it. Romana, ah, Romana's yeah, cool. Yeah, she had good fashions. Uh, next one I listened to was the Mutant Phase. Mm. Uh, which was uh, Peter Davidson, so I think five. I might have got Peter Davidson and Colin Baker around the right. Again, I don't I know. I always get confused with those I two. I don't know my order of doctors terribly well. Uh, 22nd century Daleks have occupied Earth. <gasps> um, and by the 43rd century, only a handful of humans survive. It's interesting because it makes reference to Daleks' invasion of Earth. 2157, oh. yeah. I think, was... Um, yeah, so there, there is all of that, um, which is really interesting. Daleks, more Doctor Who. More, do- good. more Doctor Who, more Daleks. Um, yeah, there's apparently this thing where the, the Daleks are evolving into this sort of mutant phase, um, and that Daleks who are like very all obsessed with the genet- genetic purity in that Nazi-esque way, um, that it's absolutely terrifying to them. So good. Mwah. <laughs> Oh no, the Nazi analogue is scared. Whatever shall we do? Yay! <laughs> Punch them. Uh, Please. <laughs> uh, next one I listened to was Time of the Daleks. Yeah, more and more. I, I see a theme. You see a theme. Uh, and I'll explain why in a minute. And, and some people might already know why. Um, so, um, basically, the Doctor... Uh, this is Paul McGann. So this is eight. Ah. I know that one. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> um, so this is Paul McGann's Doctor. One that was dreadfully underused on television. Thanks, Sky. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think I think Big Finish has done a really good job by the fact that it's given Paul McGann a chance to be like be the Doctor. Yeah, and and I think it's been quite an interesting Doctor. It's been really really cool to sort of hear some of those stories. Um, so yeah, basically. Um, People of Earth, the humans are forgetting William Shakespeare, like that he doesn't exist. Hmm. Um, he's slowly being uh, torn out of their minds, and it turns out there's a bunch of Daleks. Um, 
who've turned up through a um, a mirror um, time corridor device thing. Difficult to explain. But it kind of reminded me of... Do you remember that episode of Tenant-era Doctor Who? I think it's Tenant-era Doctor Who. Um, where, yeah, it would have been, because it was Donna. Yeah. And she gets the thing on her back and in the market. Yes. And then she has yeah. this whole thing with um, Billy Piper. Mm. And there's the thing where they're in the room with all the mirrors. Yeah. I have a feeling, based on the description, that it's a, it's a setup very similar to that. Ah. Um, so that was interesting. Um, yeah, and Daleks trying to d- destroy William Shakespeare, among other things. Won't spoil it. Um, so yeah, those were the four setup points um, to uh, the Dalek Empire series, which is an entire sort of four-part, I think, drama yeah. about this Dalek Empire. Um, and you basically need sort of aspects of all of those to sort of understand certain back aspects you can get, I think you could get away with listening to um, Dalek Empire without having heard them yeah. but the, 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 they'll sort of drop names in and you'll go oh I know what that's about now um, so yeah I've watched those and I've listened to pretty much all four of the first parts uh, of Dalek Empire part, part one um, mm-hmm. which is not a Doctor Who story it's just about this Dalek Empire and some people that sort of are trying to deal with that and um, this guy who basically was working uh, was working with working for difficult to say without spoilers yeah um and uh he was on this planet with this woman called Susan Mendes Susan Mendes I love the way the Daleks say it it's hilarious <laughs> Susan Mendes <laughs> um yeah, and basically war breaks out, the Daleks invade from this other galaxy, and um, they're split up while trying to escape the planet, and he ends, basically, he he's become sort of a bit besotted with her, and mm. goes basically all the way around the galaxy trying to sort of find her and, and, and hopefully rescue her. Mm. Meanwhile, she's been taken uh, hostage with a bunch of other um, humans on this planet. Yeah. And um, because of the way she acts, that she's quite feisty and fiery, and she's not afraid to stand up to the Daleks. Yeah. Um, at one point, they nearly work all of their slaves to death, and she's just like, go on then, fuck you, <laughs> to the Daleks. And um, they sort of... Um, they, they make her, like, in charge... Like, so, okay, she was the one that managed to organise, like, food and rest times for yeah. them to make them more efficient slaves. And they're like, yeah, we're fairly certain at some point she's going to try and overthrow us, but for now, this is really helping. We'll just yeah. keep a really close eye on her. Yeah, um, and that it's, makes it's sense. This whole aspect of, like, she's getting a bit... She seems to be getting a bit sort of mad with the power. Um, of the whole thing, then she's got like her friend who's been allowed to stay with her for for her own mental well being, and that's sort of been explained to the Daleks. Um, yeah, it's an interesting non Doctor Who Dalek story. Sounds really interesting. That was really good. So yeah, it's been most of my week. That's what uh, two, eight, eight, ten, twelve, about sixteen and a bit hours worth of audio yeah. for that. So that's what I've been listening to this week. Well, what about you? Not much else, really. Listen to a bunch of old music and already listened to. 
Oh. Yeah. Any, any standout numbers? Nothing particularly jumped out, just oh, yeah. a week of I'm um, sleepy and let's oh. listen to stuff I already know. I need the easy. comfort music. Yeah, that's easier when I'm sleep. I'm feeling poorly sleepy is just put things in my head I already know. Ooh. What about you? I've listened to one other thing. I listened to a track called uh, Nitronaut by Is- Isidore and Ultraboss. I lied. I did listen to this because you oh. put it in the, the topic list. And what did you think? That's quite a nice track. It's quite, I like the guitars in it. Yeah. It's, it's retro. It's new retro wave, apparently. Um, yeah. But it's got some really nice guitars in it. Like, really lively, sort of metally guitars. Like more of that. Yeah, it's it's a nice little track. Yeah, I would like to find more sort of more more retro wave in that genre because I really like the way they did that. That is everything I've listened to. Well, Ooh. time for this. Ooh. Do you struggle to feel accomplished even when you've got loads of things done? <laughs> yeah, I do. Adult life is really hard like that. Do you miss the days when you used to get? Uh, a firm pat on the back, a good hearty hurrah, or or maybe even a gold star? Yes, I do. Those were really useful encouraging techniques. Well, check these out. These are You Did Basic Adult Chore Stars. How do they work? Every time you do a task, you get a star. Did you clean the fridge out? Yeah! You get a star! Yay! Did you cook yourself a proper meal? Yeah! You get a star! <gasps> Did you do your washing and hang it up the same day that it finished in the washing rather than leaving it for several days to go mouldy in the thing so that you had to wash it again before you could actually use it? Not yet, but is there a star for that? There is a star for that, but you can't Ooh. have it just yet. Okay, I did it! Mm. You have the star now! Show me, show me! There it is! Okay, you get a star! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's You Did Basic Adult Chore Stars! Because even adults sometimes need to feel rewarded for doing basic, not fun tasks. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Fish Tank News. Princess Wispy has been floating upside down this morning. No one is quite sure if she's dead or just very strange. But Mum is going to look into it soon. Algy has been building up on the side of the tank. We suspect that a big clean is incoming. This morning's delivery of fish fake flakes was delayed, and we suspect that this is because it is a weekend and nobody wanted to get up. Coming up later, we have an exclusive interview with a new Shabunkin, who's currently in a plastic bag in the corner of the tank, adjusting to the temperature of the water. We'll have more on that as the story breaks. This has been Fish Tank News. Now over to the cat who's been staring at us through the glass this entire broadcast. Story time! It's time for story! What's the story? I don't know, we're going to make it up. We're going to make a story we're up. Make a story up. So, um, you said you had an idea. Yeah, there was, there was one of these story prompts that I... There's not a particularly lengthy thing I want to say, but there was a, there was a title... That I had just like a little sweet idea for. Well, how about this? You can make that a single short story if you want. Yeah. To. So uh, the title was, and this was from uh, Kelandry. Uh, this was from Kel Goodall. Yeah, this is from Kel Goodall. Um, a single lonely tit. When now is the loneliest number. So I I don't know where this came from, but I read that title and I started putting together in my head a film. 
about a woman who has had to have a mastectomy and like life's going a bit rough. She's she's currently got one lonely tit, and she ma- she starts doing bird watching and makes friends with like a little bird outside Aww. and makes friends with this lonely little bird. The, the I don't know what kind of of with the a great the, tit, a blue yeah, tit. The, the the tit family of birds and just like a nice sweet film about a relationship like a woman like ends up having this nice little thing with a with a little bird she meets out in her garden Aww. after having had a mastectomy and that would be called a single, a single lonely, lonely tit. Well technically it's two lonely tits. Well, indeed, it either one of them could be the single lonely tit until Surprise, surprise, the end of the film, they they have a nice, sweet thing. I don't know what the antagonism in the middle would be, but I just love that mental picture. Mm. So there you go. That That's a whole short story by itself, is what uh, a single a single lonely tit. That was a good one. Thank you, Cal Biddle, for your suggestion. Um, so, we've got, we've got some other suggestions. Um... There's a few I quite like here. One, the one that was sort of a combination from um, Becky Tooterhill and Tricky. Becky suggested the furniture is lava. <laughs> and Tricky okay. suggested it's also placed ever so slightly crooked, so crooked, so it bothers you immensely. Okay, I don't know how we make a narrative out of this, but like that combination of things is unsettling, isn't it? Uh, oh, also, um, the one I, I will tie in perhaps in a minute, actually. Um, I quite like the idea of, do you know, um, the sort of, the Doctor and Igor character? Yeah. The characters um, that we do. Yes, yes. Um, you, you do a very good, uh, evil Doctor voice. I quite like the idea that they, out of some sheer, uh, evil plotting, have decided to, Igor, I made all the furniture into that's, lava. That's better than where I was going, because I hear furniture is made of lava, and my, my thought process was, well, why would it be made of lava? Maybe it's not the only thing that's made of lava. Maybe it's a story about a family of lava golems. Aww. But I I like your idea. Oh, I want to hear about the lava golems. <laughs> we can do a story about the lava golems if you prefer. No. Okay, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll do, maybe we'll do a third story. We'll see how quickly we get this one out. So we need a character. Who Who is being afflicted with this off-centre, untouchable furniture? I thought, are we going? Are we going, Igor and the scientist? Are I thought they'd made. I thought they'd made it and to inflict on others. Oh, I, I see. I, I'd gone a different direction oh, again, okay. yet entirely from there. I was oh. like, they, 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 they had tried to do. I don't know what they were aiming for, but it went wrong, and now they're trying. They're, they're stuck with this affliction of all of our furniture in in our secret lab is crooked and made of lava, and we can't fix it. What if, just for fun, they'd been trying to make the floor lava? Ah! And hopped from, from furniture to furniture safely, but it accidentally went wrong and they they got the furniture instead. I'm trying to work out, like, where, where what room there is for, like, what's what's our resolution? What's our end goal? Like, do they have to go on some kind of quest to turn this back to normal? Do they eventually find themselves like, ah, you know what, it's not so bad having lava furniture that's a bit crooked, annoyingly. Um, well, we also have um, Peter the Moore Senpai Herbert, uh, who suggested ghosts that really just need a break. Um, so maybe the ghosts are involved somehow? Maybe that's our end goal, is they spend a bunch of time trying to work out how to put things back to normal, and it turns out that like slightly crooked lava furniture is great for ghosts, because no one's going to bother them. Ah, no one's going to move that furniture or try and sit there and sort of sit into their exactly. incorporeal bodies. Yeah, there, there, is, like it. there is nothing more annoying as a ghost than trying to sit down on a piece of furniture that no longer exists. It's... Ugh. No, no thought, no thoughtfulness from the living voice. Right, got it, okay. 
And do we have a name for this story? Um, dying to put my feet up. Oh. Oh. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. <laughs> I will tell you the tale of dying to put my feet up. Once upon a time. Igor! Finally, my non-specific science experiment! Oh, oh yes, yeah, sorry, I forgot. We, I, we know what it's going to be for. We, we, we shall turn the floor to lava. And for once and for all, we can play the truest game of the floor is lava. Excellent, Master. It is my favourite game. Now, to flip the switch. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear. Well, hmm. The floor is definitely not lava. No. I will, however, stand up very quickly because my chair appears to be lava. Oh, goodness, what's gone on? I seem to have gone the wrong way round, Master. Oh, goodness. Now, uh, how are we going to to turn this back? Can we we reverse the polarity of... uh... Neutron flow, Master. Yes, yes, that's it. Let's try, try that one. No, that's not done it. No, it's, it's it's not done it. No, nature's lava now. This is this is all going a little bit wrong. This is I guess this is life now, master. Ah, uh, we'll put it back the way it was. At least the furniture was sort of self-contained. Yeah, yeah yes, ma- yes. So I hadn't quite got around to doing the tidying, master. So all of the furniture is somewhat skewed. Hmm, and. I don't have a condition, and it would be rude of me to say that I did. But it's really winding me up that they're not straight, Master. Mm, indeed. And you see, I do have a problem, which is I am slightly allergic to touching lava with my bare hands, which means putting it back into place is going to be rather more cumbersome than I had hoped. Big mood, Master. Yes, yes. Perhaps I should get some oven mitts. I, I think you're going to need more than a good pair of oven mitts, Igor. Although it would be amusing to see. <laughs> Meanwhile, elsewhere in the castle, Ooh, I'm so tired of rattling these chains. I could really do with a sit down. Indeed, but every time we sit down, one of the minions sits in us. It's so awkward. Oh, indeed. And then they complain as if we are the problems. Indeed. Perhaps we should wander the castle and see if we can find somewhere else to sit down. Well. And so they headed up into the labs. They look comfy. Well, seeing as we're incorporeal and, well, sensation's no longer a thing to us, I doubt the heat's going to be a problem. And I doubt anyone else is going to be sitting here either. Indeed, if you can't stand the heat, get out of my cushions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's much better. I'm so glad we got to have a rest. Although, I must just straighten these up a bit. They're really getting on my wig. Oh, yes. As an incorporeal ghost, are we able to rotate this? Oh, yes, I have some power poltergeisty powers. Oh, wonderful. Most, most, look, they're straightening. It's, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Is this the ending? Igor and, and the Doctor are just happy that they've been straightened out and it's not going to, like, really get on their nerves. Yeah. 
Yeah, they don't know about the ghosts. The ghosts are happy there. They're just like, yeah, at least it's not annoying us by being crooked. And the ghosts are happy because they got to have a rest and no one's going to sit there. Yeah, there we go. There's a nice little short story. And so, everything worked out in the end. The end. (laughs) Well, then. Time for this. (gasps) Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? How are you doing? I'm not super, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you're having one of those weeks again. One oh, one of those weeks. Yeah, how's your was... week been going? Yeah, it's, you know, same old, same old, same old. So, yeah, yeah. Have you been, uh, you been up to much? Any great thoughts pulling no, upon your brain? As, as, as it so happens, big old surprise, big old surprise. I've been, having, I've been having thoughts. You've had a thought. I've had a thought. I've, 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 I've had a thought. In that way, I sometimes do about this time in the week. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a man's man. And, uh, you um, know... What, what, what does that mean exactly? Well, see, this is exactly my point. I'm about a mate, you see. Oh. You sort of jumped out of me. Here. Sorry. So, you know, mas- masculinity is an idea. is one of these things that's like, I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of ideas of, you know, what men and women shouldn't be. And that puts a lot of people into boxes. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, sometimes sometimes I'll just... I'll, know, I'll tell you what men and women shouldn't be. And, and, and non-binary people shouldn't be. Worried about what other people think about their, 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 who they are. Well, this is exactly it. So, like, I... I've watched steps on you again there. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. all right. It's all right. So, I'm, I'm a man. I sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll just like wear some blue nail polish because it just makes and my... And it really suits re- you, re- makes my eyes pop. And, you know, it does. Occasionally, occasionally, I'll get comments from people on the street who'll be like, oh, you know, oh, they'll give a bit of a bit of a side look, might make comments. It's like, well... What should that matter, you know? Exactly. UF snazzy nails, they don't, you know. Exactly. They lost. Yeah, and it's, it, it just got me thinking. It got me thinking about this whole idea of, um, you know, how valid someone's identity is based on how masculine or feminine they might present themselves. Yeah. Because, like, this comes up a lot with uh, with trans people, I reckon. Because, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, this whole, there's this whole idea with, uh, with trans people that if they uh, aren't hyper-presenting as how they're expected to for the gender that they are, then, yeah. you know... Like, if, if you get a, a, a trans woman who, you know, wants to cut her hair short and... Uh, wear dungarees. Wonder, wear dungarees, exactly. You know, you'll get some people who'll go, oh, well, you know, they clearly don't want to be a woman that much then. But, you but, know... Yeah, and conveniently yeah. forgetting that there's this whole spectrum of womanhood, you know. Well, yeah, and was, I seem to remember yeah. that was a, a very common look back in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. Like... It, it it really bums me out when you see like you know you you see you see people you know criticizing that and not realizing that not only are they you know limiting what trans how, how trans people can present themselves but they're limiting cis expression as well because exactly. you know if you start saying that a woman can't be anyone that you know wears dungarees and has short hair. I reckon a lot of butch lesbians are going to have a big old problem with that. Yeah, and rightly so. Exactly. There's a lot of cis people who you know will have their, you know, their identities invalidated in this attempt to, you know, try and restrict trans identities. It's, uh, yeah. it's just one of those things that, like, it serves no one any benefit to go, like, if we acknowledge that there could be such a thing as feminine cis men 
or masculine cis women, then surely, you know, why can't that be the same for trans people, for example? Well, you know, it's all about policing gender, and then people just seem... A lot of people just seem to like policing other people, and I don't don't agree with that at all, to be honest. Indeed. So, I'm going to continue, you know, every now and then, having me nice nail polish on, might wear a skirt every now and then, you know... Got legs for you, mate. Well, exactly, yeah. But, like, you know, I hope that, you know... I, I get on all right. I hope that other people get treated with that same level of, you know, your identity is still just as valid. Clothes are clothes. Makeup's makeup. I think everyone should be able to wear whatever the fuck they want without anybody, you know, presuming to judge them. Exactly. People know themselves best. Don't presume to know others based on what you see. Exactly. And, you know, how, how fragile is another person that they have to judge somebody else for how they present themselves? Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> Oh, should we have that, mate? Let's have that. Yeah, good. nice, nice. <sighs> I needed this. Same, same. Oh, been quite. A, you know, there's a little bit of stress I must say. So, uh, yeah. You know, how about I'll, I'll pop the kit on? Have that nice cup of fruit tea. Oh, I was going to say just a bit of green tea. Oh, green tea is yeah. pro- proper good. It's Antioxidants good. Antioxidants. Yeah, it's all that stuff that's good for the brain. Apparently. Apparently. I don't know if it's true or not. We'll but... see, we'll see. Time will tell. If nothing else, we'll have a nice cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. So. <gasps> Laura. Yes. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? You can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. You can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at uk. You can find my books, Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, and Uncomfortable Labels. Both of which are coming out probably in the next six months or so, I would guess, somewhere oh, yeah. in that range. They're, they're happening, they're getting close. Uh, Uncomfortable Labels is like, where are we in the year now, March? Four months away. Gosh, that's that's getting close. Wow, the magazine is. It's getting close. Um, other than that, I'm on Dice Funk. I'm on a bunch of other shit. I, I can't think of off the top bunch of my head. of other shit. High-quality programming, I assure you. <laughs> what about you, Jane? Where are you on the internet? I'm on Twitch and YouTube as Jane Harris Magnet. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm on... I'm on Twitch and YouTube as... Maniac Janiac, I'm on SoundCloud.com as Jane Eris Magnet, where you might be listening to this now. I'm on Twitch.tv slash Janiac, where I can often be found on a Thursday around quarter to eight in the evening UK time, uh, doing a bit of stream with my sexy potato squad, so come along and say hi. Always welcome. Um, the VODs of those go up on YouTube, so if you want to see any of the past ones, come check them out on there. Um, I write stuff on StoneMonkeyRadio.blog. I'm also on Badly Designated Heroes, which is a 5th edition real play podcast. Um, I play Trees, a furbolg druid. I have a pet doggo. And we have a, a little monk who's got a powder on his head called Latonk. And we have Enough, the, the, the wizard tiefling. She's grumpy and posh and, and doesn't really get on with <laughs> the hippie, hippie trees. Um, yeah, and we have fun and hijinks and high adventures and kill rats. Nice. I think that's important for any D&D podcast. So, Lauren, (laughs) sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. And a stranger we were. (laughs) Hello. Hello and welcome to Fish Tank Nerds. You're going to have to carry the weight on this one. I can't do that. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Hello and welcome to Fish Tank News.
I thought that was a really good voice. And welcome to Fish Tank Jews. Do you reckon you can sound like this in that voice? I'll give it a try. Princess Wispy has been found floating upside down this morning. No one is quite sure if she's dead or just strange. Mum is going to look into it later, precious. <laughs> I can't do that voice. Shall we, shall we? Mum's going to look into it later, precious. I love you. I love you. I really can this be a, an outtake we put after? I'll, I'll put it on the end. It's fine. <laughs>